0: For those who embark on the path of the weird and eerie, where every question asked is a new beginning, and the tendrils of the phenomenon are woven into the mighty cords of procession, continue on. For when all is at its end, you will find the truth, swinging, at the creaking ropes of destiny. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Creaking Ropes of Destiny. As always, I am your host, Kenneth. I want to thank you for joining me this week. I am sorry that this episode is getting out late. People on the Discord know that I had some family emergencies I had to take care of, and I really wanted to get this out as normal at the very beginning today. Um, Wasn't able to do that. Um, all the links, Discord, Instagram, website, all that are going to be in the show notes. I hope you check them out. And with all that being said, this is probably just going to be a quick hitter. I just, I, I just want to get something out. Is really what I want to do. So first off, thank you to everybody in the Discord, Appalachian Intelligence, Hollow Sky. Creaking ropes of destiny. Discord. You guys have sent me tons of love, tons of love and prayer. Uh, with everything happening, and I want to thank you so much for that. Amazing. Could definitely feel the uplifting uh, energy coming my way. So I, uh, I have a book called Conspiracy Files: Paranoia, Secrecy, Intrigue. It's by David Southwell and Sean Twist. Uh, published in 2004. So granted, you're talking like 20 years ago, so some of the things may have changed. I will primarily try to stick to what's in the book. Uh, I picked out two stories from the technology section that I figure I'd just talk about real quick. The first one is BALIS. B-A-L-I-S stands for BAST artificial living intelligence system. Now, uh, quite a few people have said they have had contact with this system, this entity that's behind it. First one I'll talk about is Philip K. Dick. Yes. The author behind the grades such as Blade Runner and Terminator. He said back on February 2nd in 1974, while answering the door for a delivery driver, he was hit by a pink beam of light by, by a telepathy is basically what, what he was saying. And to the point where this entity, this intelligence told him about his son's birth defect while his son was still in the womb before anybody had any idea about it. That's what he claims. And he he says, there's numerous things like this that happened. The book didn't go into a lot of detail about it, but just know that Philip K. Dick said that he was receiving messages from an intelligence system, from an entity, from somewhere out there. The next person, which I am sure everybody has heard of the one, the only, the infamous Uri Geller the psychic remote viewing with with the CIA and the, the SRI, you know, the Stanford research Institute, he claimed that he was receiving messages and everything from spectra. Okay. And he said spectra was a supercomputer that was orbiting the earth, the black Knight satellite. He didn't say that. That it was the Black Knight satellite, but so basically he's, he's just saying there's there's the supercomputer that's orbiting Earth. That's giving him messages. Now, as much as Yuri loved to talk about everything he did and everything he was doing, all of his remote viewing and, and his psychic abilities, Spectra was the one thing he rarely ever talked about. And 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 they say. A big reason he didn't, honestly, is that because the CIA was more into his uh, communications with Spectra than they were the entire rest of everything he was into. And so because of that, he didn't talk about it much. He chose to not talk about Spectra because it was so big to the CIA. And the last one that I had never heard of his name before, um, maybe you have, Dr. Jack Safretti. Um, he was like a physicist, and he, he spoke about when, when he was a kid when he was 13, he, he started hearing the voice and having contact with a Vallis like being. Um, so basically some, some fast artificial living intelligence system, something very like that, some entity behind it that he was receiving messages from now uh, he's a physicist and he, he came out and said this in the seventies and it was basically cutting off his own lifeline. I mean, he threw himself out there by saying he was having contact with an other entity of some kind. And th- those were the like the only three people they really talked about throughout all of this in, in the book. It was only a couple pages long, and and m- much to like what I talked about last week when you had Nikola Tesla and at times Steve Jobs and all these people that said they were having communications with this entity or whatever this outside otherworldly entity that was giving the messages and everything. Here's three people from the last century that claim to have had the same thing. Now this book goes on and it does this thing about usual suspects, kind of what it's like, who could it possibly be? Now, the main one they talk about is that it was a secret Russian microwave transmission. Um, going back the Cold War, the Soviet Union, that the scientists had, develop this technology to transmit communication, images, and things like that through a microwave transmission. Yeah. Now That could be very, very possible. I mean, you take all the instances of like Havana syndrome and all the other crazy stuff that's been happening, 5G towers and all that, and, and you start to think, well, If there was a technology like this, probably would've came out in like the 60s or 70s, most likely. And then they go on to like the unusual suspects. So basically a time traveling computer would be what they they classify as an unusual suspect. Is that there's been this computer that's beyond quantum capabilities that has been able to travel through time, so, and that's how it, it's able to tell things about the future that haven't happened, or or things in the past that we haven't discovered yet. You know, you talk about Yuri Geller's concept of of a supercomputer orbiting the Earth that was doing this. Then, I mean that that does make that there's a lot of correlation in there. And then they they also go on and they say, maybe it's a modern day computer that was doing this. That uh, somewhere in some unacknowledged project, they created a computer with AI that began to evolve and then began to target or communicate with specific individuals. And I mean, the way AI is taken off now, it's not too hard to believe. And then, I mean, you take a, a what like Philip K. Dick often wrote about in science fiction is clearly evident that he knew something was going on. And then there was another idea that I thought of, and I've heard this, I've heard this theory before. So I don't know if you've ever heard of the Boltzmann brain it's a thought experiment that basically says that it would be more likely for a single brain to spontaneously form in a void, complete with memory of having existed in our universe and everything, rather than the entire universe to come about in the manner cosmetologists think it did. And it, it, it's oftentimes used in like thermodynamics. You're just saying that in a void, these particles in in quantum theory that can that can just appear out of nowhere could, in essence, spontaneously form a brain. And the theory that I've heard would go as far as to say that if that were to happen, and this brain that has just in some void of the universe has just materialized would not have the, the indoctrination to know that it can't do certain things. So it would communicate with whatever it could. So a Boltzmann brain could be the concept behind these messages that are sent to these people, these communications they're having as well as this Boltzmann brain Becoming sentient and wondering exactly where it came from potentially would create a simulation to figure out what happened. And it would start from the beginning of time and go. In essence, it would have no time limit. And and in that theory, we're all in the simulation of a Boltzmann brain, as opposed to the simulation of a teenage alien entity that's playing a video game. Uh, the Boltzmann brain is something I need to like look into seriously. I find it very, very interesting. And one of the other topics under technology. Now, granted, like I said, this book was published in 2004 but it talks about uh, the black helicopters really came into being in like the early seventies and by their name and and what they're called, clearly they're helicopters and they have a deep black color, no markings, no insignia. And the few times where the crew of these helicopters have been seen, they are said to be wearing uniforms exactly like that. Pure black, no insignia, no markings, no nothing. So the crew and the helicopter, helicopters themselves are completely unable to be identified. Now, one thing I, I did find that, like, so since the, the whole black helicopters have come in, as of the publication publishing of this book, there has never been an official investigation or explanation by any U.S. authority. And there's, there's just some little things like, typically they are found in rural areas. In rural areas, and, and a lot of that is focused in uh, Texas and Colorado. Now, we do know... Out in, in the Southwest United States, Colorado, the, the four corners down into Texas, a lot of area, a lot of military bases, a lot of top secret military bases. Um, so if it were to be something with the government, that would clearly be a place where it's at. Now, however, they, they have been known and have been seen to be like flying small fleets or swarms across cities. Now I remember and I can't tell you the exact timeline, maybe maybe like 15 years ago, 20 tops hearing reports about these black helicopters in like Miami and Atlanta, LA, Dallas, where where they're seeing these these swarms of black helicopters coming through, and people were theorizing then that they were what were were referred to as viper teams or urban assault teams, who would then be deployed. Should should anything ever happen in a major metropolis area, that they could be deployed, and they would be very, very well instructed on how to how to work in that urban environment. And then, so there's a couple in in 1994 in Louisiana. There was a teenager that said he was chased for 45 minutes by a black helicopter. Uh, they also talk about a driver on an interstate. I want to say it was 370. I can't be completely sure. They they didn't really go too well into detail. That was driving in, followed by a black helicopter. And then there's also reports that these black helicopters disperse some kind of gas or material into the air, as as well as reports that they will fire on certain people or, uh, basically gang stock with a black helicopter. And there was a gentleman in Nevada in 1995, a farmer that claims that one of these black helicopters was there. It dispersed this gas or this material, and he lost 13 of his livestock. And then six months later, no vegetation would even grow in the area where this black helicopter sprayed this mist or whatever. So like I said, this book usually has usual suspects. So under their usual suspects for this phenomenon, first and foremost, they talk about FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency. And they also give a, a, a different moniker of FEMA, the, the Federal Evil Malevolent Agency. Now, FEMA, as we know, is in conspiracies all over for potential detention centers in the United States and and the fact that they don't really have any authority over them because they only function under emergency powers and nothing has authority over those emergency powers. And then they they, they go in and then they just real quickly lump in like the DEA and the CIA in with the usual suspects. In essence, they're just saying, like, the U.S. government is the usual suspect and most likely who's behind it. And then they, in this one, they have the unusual suspects. Now, of course, the NWO, the New World Order, would make a lot of sense. However, with with the state of our government in the United States right now, I don't know if you can really make a separation between the new world order and then FEMA and the DEA and the CIA and all that. That's kind of just all one anymore. Maybe in 2004, maybe you could make that distinction. 2023, everything we see, I don't think you can really make a distinction between the new world order and the U S government, nor most governments in the world. And then a little further on to a couple more, aliens. And we all know that there are reports that these black helicopters are seen very often around cattle mutilations, especially in Colorado. You hear about that a lot when there's cattle mutilations that one of the ranchers or ranch hands saw a black helicopter flying around very shortly before, very shortly after there's actually reports that they see these black helicopters, uh, taking the cattle or, or doing things to the cattle. And when you get in with the aliens, you got to throw in the men in black. I mean, it's a black helicopter. They're wearing black uniforms. I think it's the men in black is probably a very good suspect to have. And like I said, so those were just two things I picked out real quick just to try to get this episode out. The book itself, like I said, Conspiracy Files, Paranoia, Secrecy, and Intrigue. I will put a link in the show notes for that book. Um, They do technology, history, Missing persons, celebrities, assassinations, secret societies. They have a lot of different little topics they go into. They're real quick hitters. Um, like I said, each, each one, the black helicopters and ballast were probably only maybe two, two and a half pages tops. So they don't do a deep dive into it. But they do, they do cover it for, for as brief as they do. They do cover it fairly well. Those were just two quick topics I wanted to hit on. Do like a, a quick hitter episode that might run as long as they have been and might not quite be as long. I just want to get something out for you guys real quick. Um, hopefully things have settled down. They, they look like they have. Um, all the emergencies have been taken care of. People are in the places they need to be getting the care they need. So hopefully from here on out, I can actually get back to getting everything out regularly on a scheduled time. Um, hopefully I, I get a chance to maybe check for ratings and reviews so I can see if I can, I can send some of those out. Um, other than that, man, thank you for joining me for another week. I'm sorry this came out late. I'm sorry this is probably going to be rough. Um, I don't think I can do any amount of editing that's going to make it any better, but I'm going to try and get it out as soon as I can. But thank you, and I look forward to talking to you next week. I think I got a good topic that I've, I've wanted to cover. And I think I know a couple ways I can break it down into do a couple different episodes, get a little history in it. And then a, a little bit of, of the paranormal that might be go along with it and possibly even bring on a, a special guest to talk about it. But thank you guys so much for the love and the prayers. And until I speak to you again. Just remember, keep searching for the truth swinging at the creaking ropes of destiny.